All right, welcome back to another edition of Tailgate Season presented by the Cold Cans Network, where it's always a bad day to be a beer. I'm Logan sitting here with my co-host Jordan. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com, for black content. And you know what? You get the best hats that I currently am wearing right now, Jordan. I don't know if you've seen it on the Zoom meeting we're on right now, but we're in the Tailgate Season hat, $22 plus shipping and tax. Yeah, I think the people should check it out. We, uh, I know we got some, uh, a friend group, and and myself. I'm be getting a shirt and a hat. Um, but to be honest, that they look great. I like them. I'm a little more biased because our podcast is a part of the Cold Cans Network, but I still like our podcast individual hats better than anybody else. I'm a little biased, but uh, you know what? What the hell? It's our show, so we can kind of do what we want on it. So, but everything looks great. Price is great, um, guys. Check it out in the link and go ahead and get you one of those. Hell yeah, brother. And you know what? You said it's our podcast. So if you look in the description of this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, there's a link that says click here to leave us a voicemail. Do that. We'll play it on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, or if you want to tell us to go fuck ourselves, you can do it there too. All right, let's move into the first topic of the day. Duke UNC recap. Rematch number two, Carolina was playing for, I guess, tournament survivancy. I don't know if that's a word. Survival. <laughs> Maybe that's the better word. That would but, be the uh, better word. Yeah. <laughs> so Carolina needed to win to have a better chance to get in the tournament. Duke was playing for a uh, double by top four seed in the ACC. Duke ended up winning by what was about five, six points. Yeah. And then Duke gets the double by the ACC tournament starting tonight in Greensboro, and Carolina is playing with State. They're the seven seed, say six seed, on Wednesday. So, what's your recap of the game? Your opinion as a UNC fan? Love to know. Um, well, the game sucked. Um, no, the game was actually good. Uh, how was it there live though? Before we get into the actual nitty gritty, no, it was. Was it a good crowd? Was it a good experience? Absolutely. I looked at my brother uh, about ten minutes before tip, and I was like, uh, "It's." I was like, "This kind of needs to fill up a little bit." But uh, by the time they did the entrances and you know the starting lineups, it was pretty packed. And maybe it's just. Me, I've been to I went to the Duke Carolina game last year and I hadn't been to another one since 2005. Um, and so when I went, I was like, this is kind of loud because last year kind of got ugly quickly. Um, uh, but this year was really loud. Um, uh, me and my brother both have not been to a game together since 2005, so that was always great for us two to watch it together. Um, and I even looked at him once during the timeout, this under 16, the first one. And I was like, Spencer, the shot clock's moving. Like, it was just during the timeout, the shot clock. I mean, it wasn't like it was a dunk or anybody was on it. It was just, it was so loud. It felt like the rim was shaking. Um, So I was very happy with that. However, I was not very happy with um, the way we handled the rebounding situation. Uh, I thought that. I saw there's no doubt in my mind, Kyle Filipowski is the rookie of the year, and he is legit. He is that dude. Um, I was very impressed by him. 
I was a little skeptical about him, you know, earlier in the year, but the man stepped up and the man is a walking bucket. Um, that hurts me to say to talk that good about him, but honestly, without them, him, they lose that ball game and it probably isn't even that close. Uh, the thing about Filipowski is he was second team all ACC with my boys, Terquavion Smith and Jorkel Joyner, but, uh, Filipowski was undoubtedly the rookie of the year this year. It's not even quite close in my opinion, because flip definitely. I mean, if you look at the double, double numbers, you can count on one hand, how many he was behind Armando Baycott and everybody knows how big of a stud Baycott was this year. I'm not a Baycott guy. And you know that, but the guy, the guy was a double, double machine this year. Filipowski was not that far behind him relatively speaking on that talking about a freshman. So good for Filipowski definitely played a big role in that game. Um, This game from my perspective was definitely more similar to the last game than I probably expected it to be where back and forth, but then Duke went on a, like a six Oh run, I think in the last game and then an eight, the two run this game. So it really was Duke closed out the game, just like State did to Carolina. Carolina just, for some reason, has had an issue closing some games this year is what it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, as a Carolina fan, and I I know that you say, you know, you guys have been through it with it. I've, I've, this has been a trend for Carolina for multiple years. We can't step on your throat. We can't go ahead and finish you off. We've never been able to do that. Um, and this year is biting us in the ass a little bit more. Uh, I will say that I was, I, I don't So I ended up, I'm a, I'm a shitty fan when it comes to this, but I ended up, so I put money with Duke on the money line to begin the game. And then I was like, Duke went down four. I said, fuck it, Spencer. I said, I'm going to be either really excited or I'm going to win somebody. I said, either way, um, I'm going to deal with it. Then I put another hundred on Duke. Uh, money line when they were down four, and I was like, "Once I once Duke won, I was like, you know what? This doesn't feel as good as I thought it was going to because, I, like I said, once the game gets started, you hate that crowd more than anything. And um, but you know that's the rivalry, and could they meet up again? Absolutely, it'd take the ACC championship for that to happen. Um, but I would not want to play Duke in March. Um, Tyrese Proctor is jumped leap, leaps and bounds um, yep. um, from what he was at the first meeting and even earlier in the year. Um, Jeremy Roach is almost going by the wayside a little bit because of the freshmen and what they're becoming, which is kind of weird to me. Um, but Carolina has to get tougher in order to make some noise. Baycott is salt. I'm sorry. Baycott is salt. He got blocked a couple times by Lively and Filipowski and stopped going up with the basketball. You get blocked, you get blocked. Um, I don't think Carolina's a very physical team, and I think that's the difference between the Carolina of old and what we have going on now, and it needs to be fixed, and it won't be this year, I don't think. I think Carolina wins tomorrow and then probably loses the, the to Virginia. But we'll see what happens. They have to win it all, really, 
as the quote from Major League says, there's only one thing left to do. Win the whole fucking thing. Because that's I'm all we got. I'm going to warn you about saying that because the last time I said that was when State lost to, uh, I think it was Vanderbilt in the College World Series. Yeah. Well. I used that quote. And then at 2 a.m. in the middle of the night, they removed us from the tournament. So just be wary about ever and see just so you know, like how someone warned me about it. Like I'm warning you. One of my buddies weren't Ryan Krysik. Good guy. He warned me about uh, quoting the Cleveland Indians. He's an Indians fan. Yeah, that was an Indians fan. He messaged me that night and says, not a good idea. He goes, don't use an Indians gif on Facebook. He goes, well, I woke up at 10 a.m. the next day on a Saturday, had 25 text messages, and I said, either someone I know passed away or something went wrong with NC State. And at 2 a.m., they were removed from the tournament. So all I can say is, be wary, my man. Well, you know, at this point, Logan, you're already dead. So what does it matter? That's what the way I look at it. Either I'm sitting there next week in Biloxi with you and the rest of my boys, and I'm having a stress-free march and pulling for fucking chaos, or pulling for money is what you're pulling I'm, for at that well, point. That and I just want chaos, like absolute carnage everywhere if Carolina doesn't get in. And um, so I'd have to deal with that, or I'd sit there and have to deal with Carolina playing the fucking NIT for the. Uh, as the preseason number one seed. So if you really think preseason means shit, take a look around. Fair enough. Well, that's the thing though. So beyond the Duke UNC game, let's talk about, you know, the ACC tournament. So it's back in Greensboro. You know, I'm a big fan when it's back in Greensboro because Greensboro is the, uh, both the physical and spiritual home of the ACC as it should be. I know that in a year or two, they're going to be moving to Charlotte. I don't agree with that, but you know, that's a topic for another podcast. Greensboro is where it should be played at least every probably couple years. In my opinion, like how big of a deal is it to you that they're back in the Greensboro Coliseum? Um, You know, it's, it seems like you're back in the old days where we're wheeling in TVs to watch it during elementary school when it's in Greensboro. And don't get me wrong, Charlotte's in North Carolina, obviously. And, you know, when it's there, you know, it, it's still kind of in the middle of, you know, the where we're used to college basketball be and the charter members kind of. But it's just something about Greensboro that makes it feel like it's home again. And and it makes it feel like that shit, this is March. Yeah. Um and, and it takes you back to when it used to be Raycom sports. And you know, you had to worry about what do we have? Eight or nine teams in the first ACC. I don't remember the exact number. Um before the Big East came in there, like the Syracuse and Notre Dame and stuff. Nothing against them. But it takes you back to what it was as you growing up. And some of these, some of the younger kids now don't understand that. And we sound a lot older saying that. But yeah. uh, um, it's it's just different there. And I guess it's the atmosphere. Um, if I'm I'm just gonna say it, it feels like 
this area, the Virginia, the North Carolina, the around that sort of area cares more specifically for us. North Carolina cares more about basketball in that region. And when it's around that time in our state, the fan base shows up. And it's like you said, it's the difference between when it's in Brooklyn and it's what, $8 or something for a ticket. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, and then you got come down here and now even for all sessions, which is not bad at all, was like 280, 290 to get into the building. That's not bad at all. But when you compare the two regions, it shows where ACC basketball was founded. 100% because, like, I'm very much a proponent that it should be in Greensboro. Like, Kevin Keats even said after the Duke game, he goes, I'm a big fan of Greensboro, even if some coaches in the conference are not. A little bit of a shot at uh, nose picker Jim Beheim, but <laughs> is what yep. it is. I digress, as we like to say. But... You know, I'm a big fan when it's in Greensboro because it's like when they always like pump up NASCAR coming back to Charlotte. It's when they say NASCAR is coming home. ACC is coming home. ACC should be in Greensboro. I I hate that they're moving to Charlotte. My So like personal story, my dad uh, like poured some of the concrete like diving boards for some of the, the, the ACC. Like it was the ACC Hall of Fame like uh area and that they had like a swimming and diving kind of like competition area he poured the diving boards that they use for that that they were like using for the acc competition for the tournaments there i love acc being in greensboro greensboro coliseum has a lot of history there um it is the largest basketball arena in the country the united center in chicago second closest but the Greensboro Coliseum is actually the, the highest capacity basketball arena in the country. When the ACC comes back to Greensboro, it is, like you said, it's like it's coming home. There, It's something nostalgic for us. The North Carolina, the old school ACC fans, like we have something that's like, you know, the TVs are rolling in in our elementary school classrooms, like people getting off school to watch the tournament. It's a big deal to us. Um, you and I talked about it last week. You, you, referenced it just a minute ago brooklyn last year tuesday and wednesday you get tickets for eight dollars this year it's two hundred dollars there's a difference in just the attendance and how much people care and so that's why we we love the acc being in greensboro should be there multiple times now let's talk about a little bit about tonight's games um so we had georgia tech over florida state boston college over louisville uh, Georgia Tech and Florida State, one-point game. Boston College over Louisville, blowout by the second half. And then Virginia Tech over Notre Dame, three-point game. Two of those games were close. Like, yeah. the Tuesday, we know the Tuesday teams that played here on Tuesday, March 7th. Hey, look, just so that America knows, 29th birthday. Got one more year until I'm in my, my 30s. So, my last year of my youth. But... <laughs> I digress again. Uh, Georgia Tech, you know, I, I was surprised that they came back and won against Florida State, but wasn't it last time we were in Greensboro? Josh Pastner and Georgia Tech won the ACC tournament. I don't, uh, I don't know if it was the last time. I, I, I really don't know. But so I had you'll enjoy this. Just from a, did you watch the game? I watched a little bit of it. 
So uh, at work, honestly, so when we say it's back in Greensboro, people take off, people do this. If I couldn't watch it at work starting tomorrow when the big teams play, my ass would have been taken off from work and taking vacation days. That's how much it means around here for basketball. But anyway, I'm able, I'm lucky enough to watch it at work. So today I get there and I have one of my picks was Georgia Tech minus two. Well, they were down most of the game, came back, tied it. They get fouled with 0.2 seconds left. They hit the first free throw. I'm like, okay, great. I can push. Oh, no. They purposely missed the second one so they could just touch it with the game. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so I was rather upset about that. But I did call the BC game because even though BC was down at half, me and my brother both were sitting there at the restaurant, and he was like, the line's one and a half. And I was like, for who? And he said, BC. And I was like, dude, give me that all day. So we jumped all over it. No sweat. Um, I didn't want to touch the Virginia Tech game because those lines are when it's around seven, it's it's kinda you know, it's kind of one of those weird things. Um, but you felt like Virginia Tech was the better team. But then you have Notre Dame, who we saw tonight. You lost a lot of close games this they year. They have. But you're also playing for Mike Bray his last game. Yeah. And he's the most successful coach in Notre Dame history at basketball. And it's, you know, as much as I don't like the guy, you got to respect what he's done. And yeah. to, to see him leave was kind of like, this kind of sucks a little bit. When I watched him walk off the floor, it was like, this sucks knowing that with all of his success, he's not coming back. And that's his choice. Right. I think he said that he decided thought Notre Dame needed another coach or something along those. I don't think he's done coaching. I think he's just not coaching Notre Dame anymore. And, you know, that sucks to see. But tonight's games, two out of the three, they produced because Virginia Tech had a play at the end and dunked it. And then Notre Dame had a shot to win the game and got a good look at it. And it just rimmed out. Um, so both of those first four, first six, if you will, um, produced, and it can only imagine what's going to come for the rest of the time. Hundred percent. And tomorrow we have a, a slate this full. So let's go over these very briefly. Like we have Syracuse, the eight seed versus the nine seed Wake Forest. Remember, uh, DeSanto's out for the Demon Deeks. That's noon. Um, then game five we have. Number five, Pitt versus number 13, Georgia Tech, 230. Your boys, UNC versus number 10, Boston College at seven. And then NC State versus number 11 seed, Virginia Tech at 930. I hate that we have the the late game because that means that I'm going to have to sit up and watch this until 1145 probably. But that's another topic for another day. Um I think we both agreed when we talked about this that the closest game is probably going to be the, the, the biggest toss-up, at least, is the Syracuse weight game. How do you see that one going? Because, like, just so America knows, we went through our regular season pick them. Now we're in kind of the postseason. It's a little tougher to do pick them on this. It isn't like college football where we have bowl season, we have the matchup set up, you know, weeks in advance. 
Now we're looking at like conference tournament. Then we have the NCAA tournament next week. We're going to be in Mississippi. We're going to be looking at this shit live. But right now we have tomorrow at at noon Syracuse versus wake where with Monsanto out, this is a toss up. If I ever saw one. Absolutely. Because that makes, uh, it makes wake a little more, I guess one dimensional. You have to play through Appleby. A little bit more, which is not a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Not a Apple bad thing. Beat. First team all ACC. Right. Dude's electric. Like. But you don't have that stretch guy like him. And it's Syracuse. Um, I, I, I don't really know what to do, what I would want to do and feel comfortable with on this game. Because it sucks being the eight or nine seed. Right? Because yeah. you know what you're going to run into. You're going to run into number one team next. So, but there's a saying to beat the best, you got uh, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And well, I believe so, it derives from Ric Flair. Yeah, I know. To be is. the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! Yep, that, that's exactly what I was going with. And um, I don't know. I, for some reason, I look at this game and I say, it's on, I think Syracuse should win this game. And I think Syracuse will win this game. But could I see Wake Forest somehow doing it? Yeah, but I think right now the most balanced team in this matchup with the San- with Santos out or I can't remember. I'm terrible with names. But anyway, when he puts him out, yeah. Monsanto, I said DeSantos, damn, I'm getting political. With yeah, Ron DeSantos. <laughs> with, with him out, it's going to make a big difference, I think, in Wake Forest. And they have not been the same team with him out. And so I think just for that fact, if I have to pick a team, I'm going to go with Syracuse. I'm with you on that. I do think that, you know, with Monsanto, it's probably a different game because right. both those guys could hit the triple uh, for for the Demon Deeks. But they're going to have to play a lot more through uh, – Appleby, and I, I'm just not confident in them doing that. Wake is a very dangerous team when they were at home this year. On the road and when they're on neutral site, they're a very average team. Now, Syracuse, you could say the same about them, but they're fully healthy. Right. So I have to give the edge to the fully healthy team because, like you said, 8-9, it's it, just like the NCAA tournament. It's a toss-up. It's not a matter of one being better than the other significantly. They're, they're literally pretty close to even on paper. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. And the only, the reason, a big reason for Syracuse is think about it. You have Joe Girard, who's been there for 30 years. Yeah. Then the um, freshman Judah Mintz has been yeah, fantastic absolutely. this year. He made the all-rookie team, right? Yeah. I mean, so, um, and even he wasn't, I, I was listening to something that said, he wasn't good from three. Well, he knocked down three or four of them his last game. So if he gets going with help with Gerard and Syracuse is not going to deviate from the zone. So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna force you to hit perimeter shots. And if you can do that, you're gonna beat Syracuse. If you can hit the free throw line jumper, you're gonna beat Syracuse. But do I think Wake Forest has enough to do that? No. Not not right now, I don't with uh with Tim out, I don't think so. 
Same here. And uh, so let's roll into game five, Pittsburgh versus Georgia Tech. Like Pitt has been a team that, you know, surprised. Every- they were right up there at the at the top of the conference as recently as a week ago. Um, You know, Jeff Capel, coach for his job, did a damn good job this year. They're a good team. They're not a great team. And they're playing against a maybe this is just the media seeping into to me when I say this, a resurgent Georgia Tech team right now. Because we're talking about Georgia Tech, like tournament, anything can happen. And Georgia Tech won today against a not impressive Florida State team. But Pitt versus Georgia Tech, what do you think happens? I think that, you know, Georgia Tech, is one of those teams that's streaky a little bit. They're they don't have a whole lot of talent. They have the Miles kid who's really good. And um today it showed he went off today. Now it does help. I know it's gonna hurt later on as we if somehow Georgia Tech advances that they've been playing all the way from Tuesday. Um but one day playing against who knows what can happen uh it's march that's why the greatest month of the year is march it's not because it's our birthdays you know that has nothing to do with it at all nothing to do with it at all but um it's it's chaotic it's what people live for in college basketball is march and you know the buzzer beaters the, the craziness of march i've seen crazier things happen but I'm going to go with the Pitt Panthers to win this game just because I know that Pitt, after losing, what, the last two, they're probably going to be a little so, fired yeah. up. And to be, I mean, isn't it wild that you're sitting there and you've had Pitt up there at the top four for most of the year, and all of a sudden they drop out to number five because Duke beat Carolina, and now they don't get the double by. It's pretty wild to me. And the fact that uh, people are saying that they have to win a game to get in. Any game is kind of wild to me. And I, I know I'm going to get a lot of grief from this, but I heard the announcer say today, you give me the 10, the, the 10 best ACC versus the 10 best anywhere. And maybe except the big 12. And I'd take that matchup all day. I mean, Shit, Logan, we had the Big Ten to ACC Big Ten Challenge. And nobody cares that, about that at this point. Nobody I, cares I, about that. It was at the beginning of the year. I understand that. But you literally had these same teams play each other in a in a challenge, and you had everybody play, but the I think Louisville Cardinals or whoever didn't play in the tournament in the challenge. No, it was the NC State. We were last I, last year. I wanted, so. I, I wanted to hear you say it. That's why I said Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But um, it, we had it happen. And so for them to say the Big Ten is better than the ACC, in my opinion, is completely false. It's because crazy. we literally had that happen. And um, the fact that ACC could get in only five teams is crazy to me. Well, see, it's five, but it's like – it's not even a solid five because state loses tomorrow. There's a lot of talk of us not being in, which is ludicrous. Right there. Like the fact that Clemson, <laughs> you know, is a double by 
ACC tournament team, third in the conference. Nine and they're on the bubble. They're on the bubble. Pittsburgh needs to win to get in. It's it's insane to me. Like my my older brother, Miserable and Reckless co-host, said that by his eye test, from what he's seen, the state guards are the best guards he's seen Duke play against all year. It's it's just true. Like state is a much better team than the 2019 team that made the tournament. So I'm with you. I think that Pitt wins, but I don't think they win convincingly. But the problem is they should still be in. Let's move to UNC versus Boston College. We have a team that has no chance of winning unless they win the tournament. And then we have Boston College. I'm just... Psych. Well, I mean, so, it's, it's fair. But hey, no, no, no. If, we, we, we have UNC who I do believe that if they win two or three, they probably get in. And then BC, like, I'm going to give my thoughts first before I go to you. They're not going to win this game. UNC is a better team. UNC has played better overall um, recently. Like, I know the Duke game, I'm not going to harp too much on that. Duke's been playing very good basketball lately. But the reality is BC is going to be overmatched here. UNC wins. UNC is going to be in the uh, quarterfinals. So I want to see what you think. But, you know, I think UNC needs to win two, maybe three. And then they have a chance to get in. Even if it's a play-in game, I think they have a chance. I agree. Which a little bit pisses me off. A little bit pisses me off because it's not that I don't think they deserve to be in. I think they probably do. It's the fact that we lose tomorrow, being state, and we're we're probably going to be in the NIT. That's ridiculous. Absolutely, it is. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it that that's ludicrous. And Carolina, deservingly, um, by their record and what they've done this year, has to win the tournament to get in. Now, this is a veteran team. They played on the biggest stage in college basketball last year. They lost one player and returned four starters from that national championship runner-up. And they're fighting for their lives now. Carolina's been there before. Um, But I think with the experience and um, what this Carolina team uh, realizes, I think, they, I think there's no secret to them that they need to win the ACC tournament to get in, and I think that they, I, I think they win this one by two or three scores. I hope it's a blowout, so I don't have to stress too much about it. Um, but like I talked about with you on the uh, before the podcast a little bit, if <laughs> if they don't get in. It's a stress-free march for me and let the chaos begin. Um, I don't care what happens there. Just give me chaos. Um, but I think Carolina wins tomorrow. I think the spread's at nine and a half, ten right now. And that's a little bit too much for me to feel comfortable with. But I do think Carolina wins, and I think it's by six or seven, um, realistically. And so – We'll see what happens. I hope the boys show up, um, but we got to get a little tougher. I think we match up well with Virginia, honestly. I think you do too. 
and I, I think that's another, that'd be another quad one again. Well, I think that's where you guys have an advantage. I'm not going to go into too much detail with us, but you guys have an advantage over us. I'll go into that in a minute, but you guys have a better road right. with matchups than we do. Absolutely. Uh, there's, there's no doubt when I look at what Carolina has to go to go through to get to the championship game, it's easier than state's road and yeah. it's is it fair no not really but it's yeah but that's the way it, that's the way it it fell with the conference like tournament so it's like it's not anything about anything being a conspiracy like even state like state fans are not saying that it's just a matter of the matchups but that's now, the tournament bracket that's that's how even the ncaa tournament works and you know you can say what you want, but when the ACC beats up on each other, like it is, yeah. we look weak. But then you had five teams get in last year, and yeah. all five made it to the second weekend, and made it most made it to the Elite Eight. Three made it to the Elite Eight, two to the Final Four, one to the NTA tournament title game. So, so you tell me that. Yeah, you, you can. I'm, I'm not believing this bullshit that ACC is weak. No, it's it's all media narrative is all I care about. But like that, that's ridiculous to me. But I agree. I think Carolina wins. I think they win pretty handily. So let's move into the last game of the of the Wednesday slate. Six seed NC State versus number eleven seed Virginia Tech. Don't like this matchup at all. I think that Virginia Tech is a dangerous team on any given day. Doesn't mean they're going to go far. But they're a dangerous team because they have shooters. That's always dangerous. NC State not been playing well. Let's just call it spade a spade. They haven't the last like week and a half, two weeks of the season. They lost two straight in the regular season. 25-point loss to Clemson. A uh, four-point loss to Duke at home, which honestly kind of impressive. The fact that it wasn't like it was a close game. Wasn't a blowout at Cameron. But the reality is State's not playing well. And even if they beat Virginia Tech, which I don't think they will, I think they're going to lose to Virginia Tech and then probably be NIT bound, which is ridiculous to me based on full body of work. That's another topic. I do think that um, even if they win, they're going to be sitting there going against the worst matchup for them in the ACC against Clemson. Like Clemson is has beaten them like a drum the last game by 25. And then they beat them uh, around New Year's Eve, same day as the bowl game for the football team, and beat them by, uh, I want to say it was like 8 to 10 at Clemson. Reality is, State's got a tough road. If they get past Virginia Tech, they get past Clemson, I'll start to believe that maybe they have a chance to compete. But the reality is, State's got a tough road to hope. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. So the worst thing about the state matchup that you have coming up is you have two teams that shoot the ball well. And Virginia Tech shoots the ball pretty well. They didn't tonight, but they shoot the ball well usually. And yeah. um, you know, then you you get past Virginia Tech. Then you have to run into a Clemson team that shoots the ball well from the outside as well. And a team that's beat the fuck out of them. Like, it's tough to beat once. a team three times, though, Logan. We both it is, but we'll see. 
it's it's one of those that's kind of like uh you know it's it's March um but it's very tough to beat a team three times but I think that your easiest matchup comes if Carolina can take care of uh BC Virginia I think you match up better with UNC than you do Virginia um for whatever reason um I don't think Virginia scores enough to keep up with state, but you know, this is all just what they beat us once they, uh, they did, but I it mean, was at Virginia, but they beat us once. Um, so, but for my pick on this game, I, I do think state wins this game and I don't think it's, I, I think it's going to be a one possession game. Uh, and if I, if I'm picking anything, which the line is like two and a half state, and so I'll probably take the Wolfpack on that, but it's honestly, uh, I mean, anything out of three is a pick them. And so it's, you could pretty much go either way with that. And I, I, I feel pretty confident the pack win. Then they roll into Clemson or play Clemson and who knows what happens with that. But I was pulling for obviously Virginia tech. Cause I don't want to see state again. <laughs> and I think State has a worse matchup with Virginia Tech than they would with Notre Dame. I agree, and I think that the key to State is going to be if Traquavion comes out and gives a 2003 J.J. Reddick performance, they have a chance to win the whole damn thing. Right. If he comes out and gives his performance for the last two weeks, it's an early exit. Traquavion is, because we know we're getting for, uh, from uh, Jarkel Joyner, we know we're getting from DJ Burns. Jack Clark's been solid. Like the other guys are role players and know their roles and they do their their jobs well. Traquavion's gonna be the guy a lot like when I've heard you say many times for uh you guys, Kale Plove. It's really gonna depend on what does Turk do. All right. We'll and see. So we'll see what happens on Wednesday. So what's gonna happen is, you know, it's kind of like the way I feel with Caleb Love. And I'm sure that state fans and you with this, if there's a big shot to hit, I know you probably you have no problem with Joiner doing it either. But if Smith has the ball with a big shot to hit, you don't feel that bad. Yeah. And I don't feel that bad with Caleb Love, even though it can be sporadic at times and cost us a lot because he won us several games last year and he's won us several games this year, but he's also lost us games. And the Duke game with Smith playing. Uh, basically almost trying to take it over too much like Caleb Love does, I think it hurts you more. And Smith had 17 points a game this year, had six points against Duke, and we lost by four. Think about that. Like, Duke's a good team. Duke's been yeah. playing good basketball. Absolutely. At, at Duke and lost by four. And Traquavion Smith had six points. Yeah. And that's why that's why I don't mind our path, uh, because you know we played Virginia and lost by six or seven without Baycott. Yeah, and you know when they came to Chapel Hill, it was a different ball game because Baycott was healthy and played the whole game. Yeah, um, and it's like you know if you guys run into a if you guys make it past everybody, run into Carolina, you match up better with Carolina than you would a Virginia team, but. Yeah. We have to get there first. You know, this is all just speculation. But I, I honestly think it's going to be 
State versus Clemson on Thursday. It's going to be Carolina versus um, Virginia on Thursday as well. At least so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of chalk with that. And I, I'm a big chalk guy. I, I just, I understand. I know Vegas knows something usually. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, AC tournament always known for some craziness, especially when it's in Greensboro. I'm excited for it because I l- watched a little bit tonight. More concerned about what happens from Wednesday on. But I will say that uh, next week, We'll have our next episode and we are going to be recording on the heels of going to Biloxi, Mississippi for, for, for my guy, Jordan's bachelor party. Yeah. I'm a, you know, maybe we need to do a small, we should do something kind of live. I, I don't know how would. Uh, no, no, no. I, if you want to record there, I can bring the the computer. I can bring the mics. We will record in Biloxi live from Mississippi. Um, just need to do it early enough in the day where our friends are not yelling nonsense in the background, and then we can do that. We'll we'll post a uh, podcast then. But all I know is we got a couple of listeners that'll get that are going to be with us. Yeah, so it, we it's just be a good to, time, uh, Mississippi. We I, we might want to throw out this claim disclaimer. If you guys are listening to us and we do it live, please do not uh, do not crucify us on what happens as it's live. Uh, because um, if 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 for some reason if you guys have kids listening, uh, it's a bachelor party, so keep that in mind. And also, you never know what some of our friends are going to say, do. Hell, Logan, we're going to be kind of intoxicated anyway. Um, It's possible. So you never know what could happen. But um, I I wouldn't mind the live show because it's smart, it's craziness, and this is what the people want. And so sometimes (laughs) you just got to give the people what they want. So we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. And... uh, I don't think I've officially told you, but happy birthday, man. You know, I was waiting I appreciate on it for, that. I was waiting for uh for the right time and uh, all that stuff. I purposely haven't texted you today so I can tell you that in person instead of the thing. But um so maybe maybe March will be chaos and we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this tournament. And uh I know anybody who watched college basketball will be looking forward to all these conference tournaments that are starting today. Um, and also, um, we have an announcement for the viewers and anybody who wants to join in, we're going to have a, uh, bracket, the the bracket challenge. We'll have that and we'll give away a t-shirt, uh, for those, whoever wins, you'll get a free t-shirt on us. Um, just let us know what you want. We'll send it to you. Uh, but. For that, it's going to be fun. Get in on our bracket challenge. Me and Logan will have it tweeted out. Uh, we'll also make sure it's out in the the more recent episode we have it in the upcoming weeks once the brackets are done. Uh, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens, and I am i can't wait. Hopefully both of our teams are in, um, and we'll go from there. Yeah, good deal because – We'd love to be. We're doing a cross bracket challenge. We're going to include the miserable and reckless guys who um, we did one with them last year. 
we'll see what happens. But, you know, like Jordan said, the tailgate season t-shirt is the prize this year. It's on the line. Whoever wins, whoever has the best bracket based on one of the, what CBS ESPN, one of the two has to, uh, say who wins. So it's not up to me and Jordan to determine who wins just for everybody to know, but we're looking forward to it. We'll uh, ship you the. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that out there. And, uh, I just, when we do this challenge, you know, it, we're going to have like an unlimited amount. Tell your friends if you, if you want to get in, the more the merrier. I want it to be crazy. I want some upsets. Um, unless it's my team, if they somehow squeak in. Uh, but it's going to be something that will wrap up. And Logan, let's throw one even better. Let's get something else other than a t shirt. How about we bring whoever wins, we'll bring them on the show. Let's let's Hell bring yeah. them in on the let's, let's do it. bring them in on the show, and we'll actually have them and talk about what they did, what they determined against, or if you honestly, I mean, you just I've want to of, tell us live. I, I've heard crazy things as if people saying who's my favorite color. I mean, it doesn't matter. You can pick the best mascot. Who gives a shit? But the bracket challenge is always chaotic, and we're going to continue that and. Along with the T-shirt, you'll get to come on the show live with me and Logan as we're recording and talk about that because, damn it, Logan, I think we make for good company, regardless of what everybody else says. So I think it'll be fun for them. Good company uh, and, you know, good content. So do that. We'll bring you on the show. You can tell us what you like, what you don't like, or if you want to tell us live to go fuck ourselves, you can do that too. If you also want to do that, you can click the description of this podcast where it's on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Click the link that says click here to leave us a voicemail. You can do that there as well. We'd love to hear from you. Play it on the show. Be sure to give us five stars. Great review. Check us out on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com for blog content and shop. And you know what? For this episode of Tailgate Season, where it's always a bad day to be a beer, presented by the Cold Cans Network, I'm Logan, sitting here with Jordan. See you next time.